Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Eric discusses different bubbles of collective thought and the impact their emotions and thoughts have on our consciousness. Learn why it's important to apply the high guard techniques and how to filter and minimize those energies. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 13. Okay, so I guess uh, today we're going to be uh, working and doing uh, things in regards to uh, high guard, spiritual warfare, and thought reflection. So, uh, you know, I've, I've brought this up a couple times, and we, at least in the U.S. right now, and I think it affects the rest of the world, you know, are at a kind of um, a tricky period with politics and what's going on. And there's a lot of tension that, you know, comes from that. You know, when we think of high guard, I think that most people think of protecting kind of like psychic thought, psychic thought, meaning people who have uh, bad intentions thinking about you, pushing that kind of energy on you. And I think that, of course, I don't think everybody thinks that. There's there's people who have different ranges of understanding, but one of the understandings is that when you have a bubble of collective thought, meaning many, many, many people, and even though you consider them to be like on your team, you know, they think alike, you think alike, you're you're all whatever, they're feeling of despair or their feeling of chaos is still something that can affect you. The same as if there were a, another team and you feel like, okay, well, this is where the negativity is coming from or whatever, you know? So most people don't realize that we, we pick up feelings empathically, emotionally, psychically, sometimes from what we consider positive, not just what we consider negative. So having an awareness as to where that energy is coming from or what the state of mind is of people that you feel are very connected to you. You know, um, we often say cut cords 
And when you cut cords, you you want to cut cords of people that you you feel are negative. So it might be coworkers that you think are thinking poorly of you, or family members poorly of you, or their negative energy, whoever it may be. But if there is a family member that is going through despair, it may not occur to us that because of our psychic linkage to them, that maybe we need to filter or minimalize that energy also, that there's a toe or a weight that can be uh, uh, included upon that on us. So I figure I'll, I'll see if you guys have any questions. I just kind of want to open that for a thought and go into it. You know, the, the interesting thing is, and I can discuss just about any of these subjects, you know, at length. You know, I think that there are, are levels of understanding and and reaching a level of, of mastery. And it's by going in depth into a subject or a field like even like this that there are all these interesting things because sometimes, you know, you think, well, my results from doing high guard are not as good as they were at one time, or they have highs and lows. And my feeling, just like anything metaphysically is there's something you're not catching you. There's something you're not observing. There's something you're not aware of that is affecting you. And you're assuming that that shouldn't be a problem or it's not caused by this or that. And so it's with that kind of thinking that that we again think well maybe it's our our fault or we're not practicing it correctly or as efficiently or as dedicated and the truth is you're letting something in the back door. You're letting an influence in that you had not realized was there. Not to mention you know the, the just you know that the more empathic you become and almost being a white cell, you know, there's, there's certain things that are a given and that's usually empathic, empathic, meaning you, you are feeling and, and having the sense from other people. And there's the, the moments that you can really feel it. And there's the, the moments that you're not really paying attention to what you're feeling. You're automating. And there are, are varied degrees of, of, of energy that you may not necessarily want. And it doesn't always have to be as what I'll call vocal or spiritually vocal, where it's just negative energy or hate or, or whatever. But there are, are levels of envy. There are levels of resentment. There are levels of deep-seatedness that we may assume someone may or may not have, and yet they do. They just don't vocalize it. And we're wondering why there's this feeling always in us, uh, you know, in our lower, you know, I always say down in, you know, a woman's intuition moving down here, okay, or a feminine aspect, but, or, or like there's just something angsting us, okay? Usually the people that we love most get a way to our mind, to our spirit, to our energy, because there's a part of us that has an obligation to this person in some way, shape, or form, sociologically, maternally, whatnot. But that doesn't mean you're selfish if you protect yourself from those things. The repercussion is, is that it should never be assumed that a red cell can't feel anything psychically. They can feel and harbor resentment if they feel that you are somehow detaching that connection that they have. They don't see the problem as a vampiric thing. They just assume it's something they get from you. 
it's a, an energy that they get from you. That's just assumed. They don't know what it is just it's, they'll call it emotional support. They call it just your presence. They'll call it whatever you want. But in truth, there's a percentage of energy that's taken from you. Okay. And it is done consciously and unconsciously in, in many cases by yourself. So being mindful of these things and, and not confusing the idea of, well, if I cut the cord of a family member, am I like really pushing them away? The answer is no, you're not pushing them away. You're simply telling your energy field that it is not necessary for, for this person to siphon from you. That this person needs to have their own energy field and own energy production and self-sustaining energy rather than it coming from you. The interesting part is, is that if you begin to do this, you will see character changes in the other people. You will see their relationship may begin to change slightly with you or how they interact with you. And it's up to you at that point to decide how you want to work with that person or direct it in a, in a way that's, that's better. But I think that when we think of cutting cords, there's such a level of detail to really consider. And that at the end of the day, that anything that is psychic defense, uh, uh, cutting cords, um, psychic protection, anything like that, that psyche, and this is a big thing I'm trying to, to, to soak into people's heads is Psychic and psyche in your mind should be one and the same thing. That you should look at it being much like the airplane. When I say you, you're going down the runway and this is psychic ability and it's logical, logical, logical. There's nothing psychic. Your wheels on the ground, but you're using common sense. You're using your intellect to, to understand something or perceive something, okay? And as the front wheel leaves and the bottom wheels are on there, now you're using a blend or a hybrid of your psychic sense and your, your logical sense, which, which is always what I do. And then eventually you, you catch air and then the wheels are no longer touching the ground. Now you're moving into a full psychic level, okay? When I say psychic and psyche, okay, I'm saying to you in the same way that People who affect your psyche by their actions organically, the tone of their voice, the movement of their body, the actions that they take, you will have an effect on your mind, your psyche as you observe. And that is a whole nother line of attack on your mind, on your psyche, okay? Psychically is a progression that is moving into the spirit or the or the mind or your energy fields okay and this can be even deeper and more wounding but now you have layers you have layers where it's it's affecting you on a psyche level and a psychic level and you have to be able to recognize this and ask yourself in what ways do you want to handle the situation because some people if you handle it on psyche to psyche meaning verbally and say look we got to sit down and talk I think that probably 60% of people or 75% of people will deny that they have negative intentions for you. And this in turn makes you feel in some ways, perhaps doubtful about your own instincts. And I always will say to you the same thing, trust your instincts before you trust other people. 
because it is human nature to deny. It is human nature to be like, oh, no, I don't feel that way. Look at yourself. Ask yourself if you were confronted. You know you might have some issues with somebody, okay? And they ask you, you you feel like if you're like, yeah, yeah, you're a fucking bitch, you know? Or, you know, yeah, you're a real jerk and, and, and an asshole and blah, blah, blah. You may not want that confrontation or it doesn't seem appropriate or you may be judged by other people. So your natural defensive system is like, oh, no, that's not the case. Remember that part of the way of understanding someone's ability to do psychic harm can also be learned by their habits, by their, their psyche actions that you can read in an organic way. If you feel that that person's throwing negative energy, there's a fair chance they may sense that from you. Because what you feel psychically, you may pronounce in micro movements through your organic body as a psyche, which they can pick up on. You're emotionally letting your, your feelings kind of be, be out there, or your disappointment or your frustration. If they pick up on that, then they're going to perhaps covet that energy they're throwing at you. And that's just another form of deceit because now all of a sudden you feel, oh, well, maybe, maybe I was wrong because I didn't say anything. They felt that they observed it. They knew they had to change their actions. It's gonna come back later or they're just gonna do it in a different way. So observing their actions organically can tell you the same thing spiritually. Watching it spiritually is going to be the same thing as watching it organically, vice versa. So psychic and psyche, in my opinion, are very much the same thing. And either one can be independent of the other. And what I mean by that is, so let's say a person has negative energy towards you. There are, are points where they're not being very mental or very energy oriented. They simply don't know how. They're just very deep red cells or very deep masculine energy. A, a woman is more apt to have a, a, a vampiristic or an empathic or a broadcasting or a psychic attack without them even realizing they're doing it because they're, they're more evolved and attuned to their, to their emotions and to the broadcast, and more so, they are more acutely able to read small gestures. As I've said before, I mean, uh, two women can be in a room and the two guys can be in the room, and they'll both say to their partner, did you see what she did? did you see? She's, a, she's just a bitch, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I did, It's just a little like, you know, or a little curse, or a little ivory. Women will pick up on that because when they watch a baby, you know, from, from early, early on, they have to read what the baby's emotions are if it's got stomach problems, if it's got an earache, is they're trying to locate what that problem, how did they define, they learn to read into that and they use that sense. And they use the feeling sense because it's, it's desperation, it's your child, it's very powerful. So that over evolution evolves it. Men don't quite develop it that way. It's not that it can't be developed. It's just that it, there's things that come more through evolution to men that don't for women and vice versa, but everybody has the same capability if you want to put it into practice and, and work on it. So you have to be in touch with your own mind, mindfulness, that someone on a lower level can be affecting you emotionally and you start broadcasting psychically or you start using that same energy to be self-destructive. 
does this person's opinion matter to you? Will you self-destruct yourself by reflecting on what you feel their opinion is? If it's not positive or they don't trust you or they feel like you're being deceptive or they feel any of these things, they may not feel at all. You may be just reading into it. Keep in mind, we mess with our own psyche. Okay. This is, this is the human mind. And listening to your, your feelings, checking in with your, your observations is what's going to, to enhance that. Hey, I'm high guard. The, the technique itself is very visual. Um, is there anything you could talk about, about how to maybe to take it to the next level on it? Maybe if it feels like, how could we yeah, translate yeah. that? Let's, over? let's talk about that. Okay. You know, I don't remember what I said in, in high guard. It was done probably over a decade ago for all I know. All right. So when, when we think about high guard and it's very visual, absolutely. It's very visual. Okay. There's no question about it, but what, makes high guard powerful it is not the visual actions it's not the action of even moving a sword or doing certain things the, the, what makes it powerful is the emotion and the feeling that you put behind it if your emotion and your feeling is limited you you will have limited results if it's too much, you will only exhaust yourself. And it's like allowing too much energy, like making a car run at, at 190 topped out. You're going to, to break the, the, the engine, perhaps. Do you understand? You're going you're gonna to be too hard on yourself. So finding an even keel of practice and mind, a, a even tempo of emotion, but not over emotion, is the key to perfection. So bringing your high guard up, just like almost every other practice, okay, is the same thing the teacher is going to ask the student. Are you in the moment? Are you conscious of what you're doing or are you automating? And I'll bet most people, and this may be shocking, 90% of the time are automating. And automation can even happen to me. Do you understand? This is where, where you know, I'll work on a, a, a cube and then... I will realize I'm automated. I got to check out. I got to start all over again. That's my, my punishment I do to myself. I'm like, do I really want to put another 30 minutes into this? Don't, you know, stay on it. Don't let myself wander. Okay. But it's, it's the same thing is that if you really want to have the best results, you have to be able to check yourself in, in my hundred percent. It doesn't mean that you can't let your mind go here or there and you just continue by checking back in and going with, with higher. But if you, if you don't have emotion, okay. If you don't have concentration, okay. Followed by emotion because of your concentration, then, then your mojo is weak. And this is why I say sometimes shorter bursts of practices are more powerful than long practices. If you do a 20-minute session versus a five-minute session, I'll bet you in most cases that five-minute session is going to be way more powerful than the 20-minute. Now, that can change. It depends on person to person, okay? But you got to be realistic with yourself. If you let the ego do its job, then you are guaranteed to feel every single time. You've got to say to yourself, I know what my capabilities are. I know that when I get tired, it's going to be after seven minutes, 10 minutes or whatever it is. If you say, oh, because I'm going to be a badass, I'm going to do 20 minutes. I'll bet you you got weak mojo. So in this case, sometimes less is more.
And it's, it's being honest with yourself. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together, which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.